Out, go, out, out, go. And out. go in, go in. He just wouldn't stay away. It's a good point. Good point. It's a good point. Hi, this is Angela Kinsey from NBC's The Office, and you're listening to The Break Room. Raise the roof. <laughs> What's up? The many sounds of Mark Hudson. That is Mark Hudson of The Mark Hudson Show. Bleh. <laughs> <laughs> I so we we this is I I you know trap and trap people DVDs these these are didn't we I wish if so we went we went out to we went out to get uh God I'm a dork. Break Room, episode 101. We are back after one week's vacation. The long ass to start edition. Uh, the yes, exactly. The uh, whatever that means. Oh, the the long crank edition. Bosom buddies. Have you seen Bosom buddies? Oh, struggling. He's blocking out the Dustin cell phone apparently right now. You're able to find that on there. You need to tell me how you did that. All right, we're wasting time. Um. So yeah, we uh we spent an hour and a half. We so we we spent an hour and a half. Went through. We're on our third computer trying to get the uh, jazzy show up and running. Didn't that feature Oprah's vagina? To feature all of that fine audio that you're hearing right now. <laughs> uh, we had to cannibalize two computers and ultimately ended up at my laptop. Good God! Stop it. <laughs> Glad you're interested in the show. Uh, that's this Dave. Is my way to be interested. That's Dave playing the dumb audio. Are we, so we, are we. That's Dustin playing the drops. <laughs> See, that's right. And I am Mark. Welcome to episode 101 of the Break Room. Crank it up, dude. <laughs> we in the club. <laughs> <laughs> Take the baseline out. God. Uh-huh. Marcus, can we start the show, please? God. Why are you fucking around with music so much? around so much? Damn it, I hit stop. <laughs> big Daddy, Big Daddy. Chopper Dave! Oh! Let's go. We need to just start over. Bullshit. Uh-huh. All right, let's get right to the show. How about that? I like to make love. Uh, this week, do you masturbate? Do you masturbate? God. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Can we start the show? Do start over? Can we? No. Can we start? This the show? is awful. You want to start over? Yeah. Shop a day. No, we're not starting over. Oh. This is the most quality intro we've had in a while. This is awful. No one will like this. <laughs> <laughs> if they stuck with us this long, I think. What do we got on the show? Stick out three minutes and forty. Four seconds of this. They listen to two hours of best of break room. <laughs> I think they're going to listen to three minutes of worst of break room. That's debatable right there. Uh, this may be an abbreviated show uh, just because we're running low on time. And we're tired. <laughs> we got um, like a six hour drive home. Yeah. That too. Now that yeah, Mark we lives like 50 cities away. Now Mark lives on the, on the lake, but it's like Michigan. Yeah, Why exactly. are you being a dickhead? 
Uh, this features the spectacular return of the audio lunchbox. That's what she said. We haven't seen it in months. Thank you. Thank you. Uh. Now, we have five tasty treats for you today. I will allow Ooh. you to pick from the categories. Jeopardy style. I like style. tasty treats. Uh, we have... What was that? Are we, so we... I will allow you. I said I will allow you to pick from it. Uh, you Jeopardy didn't, style. You, didn't you, exactly need to, you need to open up your ears. Mark, I'll take tasty treats number one for uh, hold on. $600. Uh, we have uh, tirades. Saying. We have racism. We have politics. Is there any we have ones? sex. And... We have potent potables. I'll, I'll, I'll take politics for 300. Politics for 300. All right. Well, let's start off with the Fox and Friends show back on February 24th. What is no. Bill O'Reilly? Uh, no, no. There's a comedian named Lee Camp. Not Bill O'Reilly. Not you lose $300. And, uh, well, he decided to strike back at Fox News a little bit. So it's, does he annoy you in the bathroom? The he's now my hero. Lee Camp. How do you feel? Are you? Oh. All right. Julia and Lee, we appreciate it. And I'm sure you guys are going to have a lot more jokes for the rest of the campaign here. Oh, they just keep coming. What? Can I, can I just ask a question? Sure. What, what is Fox News? It's just a parade of propaganda, isn't it? It's just a, it's just a festival of ignorance. What? Why, a million Fox people are dead in Iraq. Come on. This is ridiculous. What's the point of this? Um, this is insane. Well, I love, uh, go out, I love people Fox at home. News. Go outside. Go, go hug Lee, your children. You should be more. Well, Fox you News. Be more worried. Love your family. You know, and you, you get all the news. Right. Fox, you get all the news you can at Fox News. All right, thanks. And guys. I think, oh, okay. All right, that's it. All right, we're also has, talking how has about the 360. Been well, he just shuts it down. All right, that's it. He's my hero. He's, He's my hero. new hero. Yeah. He's my new leader. There any black Lee Camp, ones? he's your leader. He's my new leader. What else will you be following him in? Whatever he does now. <laughs> Whatever. All right. Uh, him and Ryan Philippe. That's because I don't like black people. Yeah. Have you seen? What Stop? does that have to do with it? That's his other leader, isn't it? Oh so, yeah. All right. Uh, I was asking what. That's pretty awesome. Because I don't like black people. What that had to is do that? Is, was there any kind of recourse to that, or is that pretty much all there was? No, they pretty the much story. just shut him down right there. That was the thing. Cheese Molly. Uh, you want to stay in politics? I'll take politics for 600 All right. This is Shell Jackson reporting live. Let's go to the Dan Abrams show on MSNBC. Uh, Georgia Representative Jack Kingston decided to criticize Barack Obama for not wearing a flag pin, um, but he made a crucial mistake. Who is Hillary Clinton's campaign manager? Jack Kingston. Well, I think that there's just questions that the American people want to know about. I mean, you know, when, when you listen to why he doesn't wear an American flag button, it's a very convoluted answer. And, you know, American flag buttons, I've been in politics. You've been around politicians a long time, Dan. Everybody wears them from a mayor to a county commissioner to members of Congress to the president. And it's curious that suddenly there's a guy that doesn't want to do it. And if you, you put that with the wife's comment the first time in her adult life, she's proud of America, you run into being the number one cheerleader in the country. So I think these questions aren't uh, off limits. Congressman, first let me ask you, you're not wearing a lapel pin, are you? I will wear one, and I have worn one. But, I'm not but, making but, a statement but about you, it. But do you see my point? And then I, I bring one to I, you next I, mean, I had no idea you were going to show up without a lapel pin, <laughs> but it seems kind of absurd that you're saying that Barack Obama's patriotism should be questioned because he's not wearing a lapel pin, and then you come on the show not wearing one. 
Well, Dan, I don't follow that at all. I'm saying I will be glad to wear one. I have worn one, and I do wear one. But Barack Obama says he won't wear one. That's a completely different thing. Well, look, let's you're probably not wearing one right now. I'm but not. You, would you wear one? But I'm, of course, I, I would wear one. I've so no, there you but, go. But I don't feel. <laughs> I mean, but I wouldn't criticize someone who doesn't. I wouldn't say I'm going to question you know, someone's patriotism. Dan, Dan, would I wear one at some time? I've, Dan, I, I have, I've worn one. I think once in my what? life at one point you for know something. Why these, these, as you call them, attacks? I don't really think they're attacks. I think it's just a little banner back and forth it seems that the leftists have their hypersensitivity buttons on but i don't watch those black shows <laughs> he's my also my new hero dan abrams yeah or the georgia representative jack Kingsley. no dan abrams i think it's quite absurd how I, it's we, completely ridiculous everything centers around a lapel pin i'm glad barack obama doesn't wear a stupid lapel pin all it is is follow like you said mayors and governors and garbage men all wear them who cares i'm not uh Glad or not glad about it, I don't. It give just a shit. Doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. I'm glad because he's taking a stand. It doesn't make him one percent less or more American exactly. to wear that or not. Just like the uh, which I don't. Never mind. It's not. Never mind. I don't care. It's not worth getting into. No, go. No, it's okay. What go ahead. Th- All right. Fuck you. And finally, since we're staying in politics, I guess we'll just wrap this up. Why would you just stop right there? That's you're just killing the show. I didn't have the you argument. Have I didn't have the argument. Well enough thought out to continue the statement. Man, okay, okay. Please I'm sorry, listeners. That. You just missed out on a lot of gold. Um, you can address your complaints to Dave at uh, Chopper Dave at breakroom dot gmail dot com slash internet slash web radio. Exactly. Dot podcasting. All right, let's go back to Fox News. Uh, back <laughs> on Fox Friends. Uh, in late March, you might remember um, that Barack Obama had a bit of a. A snafu where he said that his grandmother was a typical white woman. Uh, well, apparently Fox and Friends just started discussing it, and one of their regular panelists, Brian Dumb Bitch, um, wasn't he wouldn't put up with the verbal assault from his co-hosts. How do you feel? Are you offended by Barack Obama yesterday referring I, to his grandma as a typical white person? That those three words are a problem. Yes, absolutely. But if you listen problem. to but if, if you listen to the intent, let me just finish, please. If you listen to the intent of what he's saying, he does not want. You know for a fact that he does not want to diminish white people. And if you don't believe him, he's half white, and he's trying to say my grandmother grew up probably in the '30s, and there was a different view of whites. And this reverend uh, was uh, was growing up during the '60s, where there was white-only bathrooms well, and water fountains. So he has a different view of offense, we doing this, and I that's think, what he was trying to say in the speech. But the, the offense is that he was trying to turn the story allegedly onto somebody else instead of looking at the one issue face front I, I which was the issue turn it. he's that, saying it's a bigger picture reverend Wright is not don't isolated make generalizations about race when we're trying to talk about it deep down let's just put it all out there then don't make a generalization a gross generalization about a whole group of society but he meant to say and was clarified by his uh, by his campaign to say it's more generational than it is about uh, racial. Well, that may be more true. Right. But that's not what he said. But when you're in an unscripted interview with sports guys, sometimes you're not right. measuring every word as opposed Brian, to the if teleprompter. I said you're a typical sports guy, would you take offense at that? <laughs> Look at that. I prove my point. There you go. Email us right now. He gets up and walks away. Whoa! He took double offense. He's got a lay on the sink. <laughs> All right, email us right now, friends at foxnews.com. And there he goes. Just don't call me a typical woman, because then you're going to be the only person sitting there. Woo! <laughs> wow, how funny. Have that on the uh, basically, the guy, when he said the typical sports guy, he just got up and walked out and slammed the door on his Is way Is he up. a sports guy? 
Yeah, he's their sportscaster, but he's That's fucking yeah. bullshit. Regularly involved in their discussions from the few times yeah, I've watched I don't it. say anything. My drop said it all. <laughs> so do you agree I hate with Fox News? But do you agree with Brian Kilmeade, the sportscaster? Thing about them. I, he was sticking up for your man. Yeah, I don't really. Like I'm him. sure he. I'm sure they're taking whatever he said out of context and. Oh yeah, I mean, if you listen to the whole piece, wrong. yeah, that one little phrase was obviously taken out of context. It was ridiculous. Uh, it was blown up by the media, especially Fox News. Um, but I don't like any of them, everybody has a stupid agenda on all those mm-hmm. news stations. It's not. It's it's you, to keep viewers because you have need to, to have the break to your room audience. news. You can't get straight news anywhere. I'm not even completely on the unbiased. No, we're completely biased too. You can't get it anywhere. You can get it on the BBC News, but that's about it. The BBC World News that I've seen. That's I'm, the I'm unbiased. <laughs> um, the only I stand up for what's right. That is that's highly fictional. I have fictional. a bias about that is what's a, right. That is <laughs> a fictional <laughs> statement, right there, sir. <laughs> so, next category. Where would you care to go next? What are our choices again? Tirades, racism. Uh, sex or potent potables? That's because I don't like black people. I'll take tirades for 1,000. That's I don't like black people. That's tirades. Like black All right. People. Well. Uh, I thought you were going a different way. Uh, Ryan Philippe, Dave's leader. Uh-oh. Was on the Tonight Show with Jay Leno a few days ago promoting the movie we were Stop gay. Loss. Have you seen it yet? No. When don't plan to. to see it. When? Never. When? Never. You have yep. to. Never. You're going to have to eventually. I really, don't like, I really don't like his movies that much. I think he's kind of cool, but I really most of the movies are probably pretty not that great. You just either. want his posters with the shirt on? I just want to do them. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Jay Leno yeah, got in a little bit of trouble uh, for saying that... For did asking, he really get in trouble? Yeah, he did. He got glad, uh, got all up in arms about it. But yeah. can Jay Leno really get in trouble? I don't know. Probably not. It's uh, the gay and lesbian... And was like the we anti can't get in trouble. You know they is. get everybody in trouble for everything. They're as bad as Fox News. <laughs> but anyways, he got in trouble for this remark uh, from Ryan, but that he said to oh, Ryan Go. But the thing I read about you, actually, this was your bio, mm. and this is something I did not know mm. that that you played the first gay teenager on TV in a soap opera. I did. Now what soap did. opera? It was One Life to Live. One Life yeah. to Live. You have to yeah. say it like that. <laughs> yeah, one did. Life to Live. And then you go low on but You can't just go One Life to Yeah, live. yeah. I got that job when I was like 17 years old. It was my first paying job as an actor. Okay. Yeah. And what was your character's name? Do you even remember? Billy Douglas. Billy Douglas. Oh, yeah. It wasn't like Lance Bedrock. No, 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 no. No, I, I, think, I think my storyline pushed the envelope enough that they kind of yeah. kept it. So, no robots, no evil twins. I mean, did you have to do a lot of stuff like this? Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is funny now, you know, as an actor, and you do film work and that, yeah. and it's kind of, you know, a little more yeah. legitimate right, or right. serious or whatever. And, but sometimes I'll have these flashbacks when there's a push in. It feels yeah. like the soap opera. Can you, give, can you give me, like, like say that camera was your gay lover, number two. Uh, wait a second. Can you give me, wait a second. If somebody tunes in right now, Can you give man? me your gayest look? Right. Say that, no, cam- I, say that camera. I, I, I will not. Say that no, camera no, is no. Billy Bob. Billy Bob has just ridden in shirtless from Wyoming. Wow. That is so something I don't want to do. Oh, is this going to be... Are you just going to embarrass me tonight? No, is that no, the, no. Oh, I got more stuff. This is the oh. least of it. All right, I'm out of this here. This is the I'm least there. of it. No, so no, you got, no. Well, and then, and then I, I continue to Google. Put in my ass. So, yeah, Jay Leno got in a, came under some pressure this week from What Glad. the hell for? Just for, for saying that the camera was gay? No, no, for the gay look, interpreting that there's oh. a gay look that you can give. Oh, okay. So he got a he got a little trouble for that. And he read a statement and eh, Ryan Felipe doesn't really have to do anything to have a gay look. He kind of looks gay anyways. Is that why you like him? 
That's why I want to do him. He's so gay. I think Glad might Sky be love. contacting it's Dave this week. Might be contacting the break room. But we're going to contact you. You're the CEO of the break room. It's true. We're going to have to put out a press release and not defend you. <laughs> totally throw you under the bus. All right. Uh, let's go on to Busta Rhymes, who was in London uh, recently, and he made Kinky. a tour stop. Now, on the way to his bus bathroom, there were some fans recording with what looked like a cell phone, and... Uh, they were asking for a photo, and he wouldn't stop because he had to, you know, take a diarrhea doo-doo. <laughs> and uh, they got a little mad at him for that, and he fired back. Come on, give me some of your time. I don't know if Dave was there. Come on, give me some of your time. That is so ignorant. First of all, wow. if you have children, wow. why are you taking them to exactly. a Busta Rhymes concert, you stupid bitch? Why are you waiting outside to get Busta Rhymes' autograph? You Mary Poppins bitch. Shut up. Plus, what does ignoring you have to do with being ignorant? Exactly. Not much. That doesn't exactly. make any damn sense at all. <sighs> Busta Rhymes. I have so many new heroes tonight. You do. Dan Abrams, Brian Kilmeade, Busta Rhymes. I thought it was uh, pretty cool you were there offering or asking for tots. Mm-hmm. Well, he was real, being real ignorant. He wouldn't give me any tots. <laughs> <laughs> that was completely retarded. It was. How, and so then they're all like, how, just ignore him. Yeah. The children. They are yeah. children here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was pretty awesome. That's stupid. All right. Uh, this next piece of audio uh, may bring about some flashbacks to one Denny Green. Uh, who we had an interview with at one point. Uh, go listen to the best of. Suck any semen out of them? Okay. This is not Buster Rhymes. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is uh, Michigan University's women's basketball coach, Kevin Borseth. Have y'all heard about this? Uh, he got a little mad when his uh, Wolverettes blew an 18-point lead to Wisconsin. And uh, you're going to hear a pounding at the beginning. And basically, he just runs up to the podium and slams his papers down. And uh, What's his name again? Kevin Borseth. Mm. And here he is. Um, break room. On the break room. And a, on the break room. Vamp. Vamping. And uh, Vamping, Michigan you know. is, the, is the piece of the audio. Is that where it is? Okay. That's how I feel. Damn sick and tired of getting out rebounded. 25 offensive rebounds. First time we block out, we get called for a damn block out. We're pushing people. 
Bullshit, bullshit. Meanwhile, they're on the other court grabbing rebound, going over the top and grabbing them. We get one offensive rebound, the other we get called for over the back. Oh. We, we don't block out very damn well, and we're not getting called one or the other. That's where I'm frustrated. That's where my whole frustration comes in, offensive rebound. The entire thing came down to offensive rebound. They got every stinking offensive rebound, and we didn't get one of them. What else do you want to know? Was it, is it just me? No, it was- By the only one? It came down to offensive rebounds. The whole game was offensive rebounds. Crystal Clement blocks out, gets called for blocking out. Crystal Phillips goes up for our only offensive rebound in the second half, gets it over the back call. Meanwhile, they're getting rebounds like they're going out of style. I'll bet any money I go back to that videotape and watch, and there's a lot of shoving going on. We didn't get one damn call the entire game. So the idea of this game is to recruit football players and move them around that basket and get rebounds. I should have played a little more muscle. That's what I should have done. So frustrating. You have no idea how frustrating it is to play a half of basketball we did and come back in the second half and just totally, 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 totally lay an egg on the glass. After the game, was I mad? Yes. Did I express to them I was mad? I was furious. Just furious. And I said, I hope you guys feel the same doggone way I feel. I don't know why or whatever the reason was, but I'll tell you what, I would go out of this locker room feeling pretty doggone mad. Mad, bad, whatever the word is for it. I just... Dad? Set. I certainly walk in that locker room oh, a great fad. job, I'll tell you that, because I don't think they feel like they did a great job. Glad. Watching 48 more hours of videotape, gain another 10 pounds, that's how you get ready for Sunday, okay? Bust my tail end trying to get videotape so I can get those kids ready, so when Sunday rolls around, we're ready to play. Will they be ready to play mentally? Yes. i got to believe they're in that locker room just totally peeved. I would believe that totally. Will they be ready to play Sunday? Absolutely. Will this bother them? No. They'll fuel their fire, if nothing else. They're certainly going to fuel mine. Maybe we should put some pads on like that guy from Oklahoma State did. Put football pads or basketball turned into that kind of game. So we can rebound a little better. <sighs> I'm not going to sleep. I know. So that was the I think the funniest part of that is that he thinks anyone cares about women's basketball. Exactly. There was probably like two reporters in the room. They were who they thought we were. There was the Michigan reporter Bullshit. and Bullshit. the Wisconsin reporter. You have to have someone with giant fake boobs. They're under the basket. <laughs> they pushed and shoved. It was like a football game. Especially when it's like a mid-season game. Who cares? They were who they thought we were. What? Thank you, Danny. We're going to call Danny again today? I'm live in studio. <laughs> I am who you thought I was. All right, Danny, why don't you pick our next category? We Be have black. racism, sex, or potent potables. That's because I don't I'll take sex. People. Sex That's for 300. Black people. Yeah. All right. Uh, many of you have probably heard this, but Jane Fonda was on Today's show back in late February. And, uh, and I know when it started, there were some A-list celebrities. Sorry. Use an unfortunate word for female body parts. And I know when it started, there were some A-list celebrities who came out to help you. But, Jane, you at first were not a big fan of the play. So what turned you around? Well, it wasn't that I wasn't, wasn't a big fan. I hadn't seen the play. I live in Georgia, okay? I was asked <laughs> to do a monologue called Cunt. And I said, I don't think so. i got enough problems. But, but then you were invited to go see it. Yes, then I came to New York to see Eve, and I, it changed my life. It really- cunt, so apparently cunt. a play called Cunt changed her life. Yeah, she actually Hi, that actually went out over the air too, uh, no delay or anything. Fucking so uh, yeah, is that the name of the monologue? Vagina monologues. I know. She, oh, is that what they're talking about? Yeah. Oh, and she called it cunt. Yeah, <laughs> I was here to see a play called Cunt. Mark, she said a monologue. I, I wonder if know. that's the name of one of the Maybe parts. Maybe it of is. The I don't know. Ask Thomas. He's read it. You turned this all off, Dave. That's true. I think it's one of his favorites, actually. Uh, what the vagina monologue? Yeah. Going. 
Yeah, Aragon and Vagina Mollings, 1A, 1B. Tie-in. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, next, uh, let's listen to Jeffrey Lawrence. Oh, yeah. I had a rabbit in the hat. Yeah. Well, that's that. probably not The bat. Uh, Jeffrey Leonard, the pedophile. He's Six kind of a, a uh, famous pedophile in Australia. Yeah. Had a because in the hat. He is, is going to be someone trying to get his interview. His like, well, he's trying to take a go rape a kid, and someone tries to get a autograph, and he goes off on him. Like Buster no, Rams. no, this is a uh, Sky, Sky News reporter went after him because he's out of jail, uh, despite the fact oh, that he, he completely admits what Jesus. he did. And uh, Leonard goes a little bit nutty in the reporter. Leonard does. He does. Pedophile is the name of the It's important to understand what Jeffrey Leonard is capable of. He lured two brothers, 16 and 13, into his home and his hands. He showered them with gifts and money and even sent them love letters which are too sick to read out to you. The same goes for their police statements. They were systematically sexually abused beyond belief. I have not, 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 not... Mate, I'm not a 13-year-old boy, okay? You are, All you right. shit out. You're not going to intimidate me, Jeffrey. Yeah, you are a shit out. Would you like to say sorry? I re- no. I... You're not sorry for what you did? I'm not sorry for what I did. One of the victims has moved to Western Australia to get as far away as he can. Sure, Jeffrey Leonard has served a lengthy prison term, but his victims got a life sentence. For the rest of their lives, Jeffrey, they'll be thinking about that animal who stole their innocence. Not about the last time you had sex with anybody. That was an evil occasion, wasn't it? There was no, no consent there, was there? What are you saying, Jeffrey? We are saying that you too are a raper. You're enjoying this, aren't you? You are. Do you uh, think those young boys enjoyed it when you abused them yes, as young they boys? Did. No, they because did. Jeffrey Leonard was convicted before the sex offenders register was set up. He doesn't appear on it. The legislation wasn't made retrospective, so many of his neighbours have no way of finding out about his record. But it's not just the school children who walk past his home that are in reach of Geoffrey Leonard. He's written more than a dozen books. These books you've written, are they about molesting young boys? They're about all sorts of things. Are they about molesting young boys, Jeffrey? Pottery. About molesting young boys. <laughs> about molesting young boys. How to do it. <sighs> and you'll never guess where you'll find one of his grubby publications. Two of the most renowned libraries in Australia. The National Library in Canberra and the State Library of New South Wales. I'm a writer. What I do is I'm an advocate. Writer, pedophile, yes. child molester, yes. Grub. Grub. All right. Grub. Grub. The books and their <laughs> author have a common cause. Ever since he left prison, Jeffrey Leonard has dedicated his life to overturning child sex laws, which <laughs> protect the innocent. Is five years old too young? I don't believe there should be any age. But most Australians want their children living next door to a pedophile who is not sorry for his actions, who thinks it's acceptable to have sex with a five-year-old, a ten-year-old. Yeah. That's what you're saying, isn't it? Yes. So there you go. That's interesting. It's even more interesting if you watch the video to watch his expressions. and. So where did the, uh, where'd the two the victims show sucks. go? 
to Western Australia, apparently. Do they live inside like a kangaroo pouch to hide? I think so. One's in a uh, kangaroo, one's in a koala pouch. It's pretty good hiding places. Yeah, they live with the nuzzles. They can get up and move anytime they need to. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And David David Gnome watches over them all. Oh, sweet. (laughs) Uh, So, let's finish up Sexy Time with a special from the Travel Channel. Uh, They were talking about guilty pleasure foods, and they were describing... Do they have mustard sandwiches? I don't know. They were describing a Memphis burger joint uh, called Dyer's. And one of the patrons, well, he uh, got a little bit crass when he was describing the hamburgers. It's the greasiest burger joint in the country, where a unique love affair with deep-fried burgers has employees asking, have you had your vitamin G today? The vitamin G would be grease. Memphians live, devour, and breathe the Dyer's motto. It's always good to go pleasure yourself, you know, once once a week. The burgers melt in your mouth. You take a bite and it just all comes in your mouth. It's like one big explosion. <laughs> <laughs> you think that was intentional? I don't know. That's pretty awesome, though. <laughs> uh, pretty awesome that they made that on national TV. <laughs> I think I watched that show. Watch uh, okay. Uh, let's just go to Potent Potable since we have one there. Uh, this was Good Day New York in Chelsea. A tenant and landlord are fighting over an ele- over elevator repair. And, uh, well, the reporter and the anchor man get into it. How so? Well, it's, it's been being worked on for, for many, many, many weeks already. And there's nobody on overtime. There's nobody working on the weekends. There's a lot that could be done to have this done a lot sooner. I'm here every day. <clears throat> Well, she lives on the first floor, and you, so, I mean, I don't see... I care about my other neighbors. Well, I mean, so, I mean, the people, the, the, it was, it's scheduled. It's a contracted job. Um, we don't tell the elevator company when, when to work their people. They submit a, a schedule to us. They said they could do the elevator in six weeks. So all we're, all, all we're trying to hold them to, to is, is meeting their deadline. Um, as far as working, doing elevator repairs, six, seven, eight o'clock at night, I don't see that as being a typical process, nor do I, is it a typical process to be working on. I've got to go now. I want to thank you both. Thank you. All right, it's back to you, Jim. Allie, uh, don't let her go away. This, uh, that's, uh, what, does she have a response to that? Is she still there? What's that? Did, did the lady just leave? Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. We should, we should have kept uh, that discussion. She's back if you want her. Yes. She heard you. Yes. What would you like to know? I w- would like to know a response to what the gentleman said. Well, the gentleman's a very effective animal? spokesperson for the, for the company, but uh, obviously the people who live there are not satisfied with his explanation. Right. So what do you want now? Well, if I have to teach you how to be a reporter, Ollie, I'll do that later. Oh, why don't you do that later, Jim? Uh, I think the lady expressed herself, and uh, you're not here, you're there. Would, is there any question you'd like me to ask her? Uh, no, I, I, I'll, I'll give you lessons on how to become a reporter later well, I'll on. give you some lessons on how to be an editor, because I was your boss once. Yeah, you were, and are no longer. How did that happen? Uh, well, I don't Here's know. Here's Aaron Miller. Pee pee. What? Crazy. That's an insane breakdown. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of the more awesome breakdowns ever Psycho on live TV. That's pretty amazing. Um, all right, let's move on it's to kind of like our episode sixty-eight. <laughs> the why are you being a dickhead? Exactly. Episode. I know. All right, the uh, let's go why on. Being a finally, to racism. Uh, this was during the LA Marathon uh, last month woo, on KNBC. Woo, woo. Out of you happy about that topic? KNBC, my favorite topic so far. <laughs> Uh, the color, they have a, actually a color analyst for runners, 
And uh, one I don't of them. I think they like that term anymore. That's what they're called. <laughs> <laughs> Makes an uncomfortable racial comment against Whitey and uh, gets one of the longest layouts I've ever heard. Hmm. Where is this again? Called Marathon. Marathon, okay. Uh, Dimitri probably has at least 200, 300 meters and he's rolling along. And he was a late entry to the race. He came in late. Uh, we know he's run 64 minutes for the half marathon, but he's looking very good. Well, Ed, is it one of these matters where the, the Kenyans and Ethiopians, they see, uh, let's, let's, let's be honest here, see a white guy out front, and they don't take him seriously? Well, here's a look at that breakaway. <laughs> And so front up, as Ed was talking about, is not really gunning it hard. Interesting. Have you seen the video for it? uh, Is the guy, does it show the reporter? No, it just shows, it continually shows the runners. I wonder if he couldn't hear him. No, I think they could hear him. You're assuming that. It could be an audio breakdown. And it just, in a bad time. It could be, but I'm kind of doubting it. It's one of those cell phone commercials where the call drops right at the right moment. Yeah. See, that's where I get the racism from. That's where you learned it from? <laughs> from that announcement? From that video. I yep. thought you learned it from... That's because I don't like black people. Oh, well, he is... <laughs> we need to have Dave another person drop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, there's plenty of them in here. Finally, Polly Shore on, your tots. Uh, has come under a little that's bit of... so fire. racist. <laughs> black. Uh, Polly Shore has gotten in trouble because he released a video on YouTube saying that black comedians are... The only ones that can make it these days, <laughs> and it's because they're black. <laughs> Polly Shore. Doesn't sound anything like him at all. Is the name of the audio Polly Shore? Yeah, wherever that is. Uh, Polly Shore. Ooh. Yeah. I'm not playing the race card at all. I'm just saying the bottom line is I need to be black because if I was black, I'd be doing good. I mean, all the black comedians are doing good. First of all, Cat Williams. Okay. Kim and me, when it comes to the funny meter, are probably the same. Okay. But because he's black and he's got the, you know, like my hair, like it's the same thing. And he's got the girls and he's like a pimp and that's his shtick. And he's like a Cat Williams. He's got all the specials. And oh, Cat Williams is so funny. And, and he's such a genius comedian. And oh my God, you got to see Cat Williams. I'm like, because he's black. D.L. Hughley, Monique. Cedric the Entertainer, Martin Lawrence, Charlie Murphy. Uh-huh. Do you know who this guy is? Yeah, true. Yeah, Eddie Murphy's brother. brother. He's funny. Yeah, he's funny, but the reason why he's even working is because he's what? White people are screwed, and especially in my industry as a comic, I'm screwed. I mean, don't you understand how the world is? White people are going to be picking cotton within, like, literally within three years. It goes like Persians, it goes like. You know, like, you know, Polish people or something, and then it goes, like, Asians, you know, white people and Jews and all that, then the blacks are on top. Do you understand? If you look at the presidential race right now, who's the number one candidate? Barack. Barack Obama, who is? Black. Black. Exactly. I'm lucky. I'm friends with black people. Partially. You know what I mean? Not for long. People think I'm a crazy... Messed up Jew. Man, he's not gonna have friends that are black for long. Crazy. I'm a nat dude. I'm a natural born comic. Okay, I grew up at the comedy store. I grew up around Richard Pryor, Sam Kennison. Can you go on the internet and find out who did Michael Jackson's uh, 
Michael Jackson's uh, surgery and we can do it reverse. Get black pigmentation because I'm a natural born comic. Um, um, not so much. That just was insane. Just because you grew up in the comedy store yes. and you're around Sam Kinison and you're around Richard Pryor does not mean you absorbed that and just became a comedian. Exactly. They're all okay. black unisex comedians. Polly Shore is not funny at all. Not so much. And he can be okay in his movies every once in a while 15 years ago. He can make the He's weasel a, sound. Not you, a good I, comic, though. I know you liked Biodome quite a bit. He's not a good comic. Son-in-law? Yeah. Maybe that's the reason you're not popular? Maybe. Because I mean, you're not funny? As much as I hate him, Dane Cook is popular. Exactly. He's not funny, but, but he's, he's white, And he's probably one of the <laughs> most popular comics there is right yeah. now. Patton Oswalt, very very popular right now, rising at the ranks. Um, you've got... Jay Moore. How about Jay Moore, John you've Hebert? got a... How about... Get her done. Gary Goodman. Larry the Cable Guy. Gary Goodman that yeah. came off that show, too. The whole redneck comedian tour. Yeah, Foxworthy. All, all those guys all are white. huge. Uh, Maybe it no. just helps if you're funny. Yeah, you actually have to have some talent there. You just have a niche that people think is funny. Polly. I don't like Cedric the Entertainer because he's black. He's funny sometimes. <laughs> That's the reason that he's good. Mark. It has nothing to do with his race. <laughs> Who's the guy that was on the... Uh, the Kings of Comedy Tour. All, that's what I mean. All those guys. It has nothing to do with race. They're funny. No, not all of them are. For the most part, Steve though. Harvey is not funny. Steve Harvey is not funny. He is not funny. Like, see, Jerry Seinfeld. Also. Hello. Huge. Exactly. He's pretty and funny. He's not funny, and he's white, and he's still huge. So it doesn't have to do with it's funny or being white or funny. black. But he's going to be picking cotton soon. In three years, obviously. <laughs> Apparently, right now, Apparently. The, the Persians are picking the cotton. They're on the bottom. <laughs> but in like three weeks... You better watch out, boys. Let's get in the fields. Here we go. <laughs> that's well, that's completely insane. That's true. Well, Mexicans weren't even on that list. That's We're true. just consigned to <laughs> scooping They're up. They're totally the, screwed. Scoop, scooping up the shit behind the who horses. Do have, who do we have yeah. running all four of the major late night yeah. talk shows right Tom now? O'Brien, Jay Leno, all ex comics that are white. Right. Exactly. It doesn't matter what race you are. You just have to be funny. <laughs> Comedy is one of the least or one of the most colorblind industries out there. I think it gives everybody a chance, no matter whether you're female or male or even transgender or you're of any race. It doesn't I don't watch matter. Those black shows. It really doesn't matter. Paul Shore is a big fucking idiot who I mean, wants to die. A, it's such a stupid ass rant. I wonder if he was just ranting just because he knew he would get some airtime. Maybe. He seems very much like the type of guy that would do that type of thing. What like, else does he have going on? Yeah, kind of like Dustin Diamond. You just say the insane, insane, insane things because know, you'll know it'll get you in the news. I don't know. Whatever. That was insane. Die, Polly Shore. Die. All right. Well, should have kept him in the biodome. I know. <laughs> we uh, got anything else this week, or is that it? Uh, I'm good. Out, go, out, out, go. I know it was a short show, but uh, well, it's fucking late. It yeah. is indeed. We spent an hour and forty-five minutes trying to fix, get one computer up and running. That's what happens. Uh, calls to. Oh, wait, wait, wait! Stop the show. Stop the show. Uh, we have a voicemail. I forgot. All right. Gasoline. High five. Hopefully there's sound there. We can listen to it. From Johnny Motherfucking Air. And there you go. Hello, break room. This is Johnny Motherfucking M. Um, Just calling to thank you for including me in your 100 episode special. That was a really proud moment for me with my speech impediment and everything. Um... I'm sorry I didn't call sooner, and right now you're probably publishing episode 101, which sucks. But 101 is one better than 102. No, it's one worse than 102. It's one better than 100. But like I heard earlier, 
before the war, against the war, who cares? 100 episodes. Thank you, and have a nice night. Thank you, Johnny. I think you're right in that we did get worse. Ow, 101 ow, ow, is ow, worse ow, than 100. Ow. All right. Gasoline. High five. High five. Go. But a ow, speech impediment? Go. Did you ever notice a speech impediment? Maybe he's talking about just his the fact that you caught him so off guard in the car. Oh, maybe. I don't know. All right. All right. And he was like, uh, high five. Uh, out, go, um, out, go, out. That's all right. Uh, you can call us at 214-329-9827, just as Johnny did. Please do leave us a voicemail or email us at breakroom at gmail.com. Uh, let's see. Um, Paperback Radio, paperbackradio.com. No, oh, subscribe to the show through iTunes. We'd appreciate any comments. Go to breakroom.org. You'll find all the links for iTunes subscription and RSS feeds and uh, direct MP3 downloads. Check Pop out Syndicate, Pop Syndicate, Pop Syndicate, where all the podcasts are posted. Yes, like Paperback Radio, paperbackradio.com. Cinema Diabolica.com. <laughs> Uh, there's a new show called Big Red Podcast, which I'm not familiar with and haven't listened to. Uh, Thumbs of Fury, you can find it on this feed. And most importantly, Thumbs of Fury, which you can find on this very same feed. It's uh, family-friendly films. Talk. Paul R. Nelson. Yeah, not films necessarily, but the talk, talk about them is family-friendly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, all right. We'll catch you guys next week then. I'll go out. High five. Gasoline. High five. You're not going to say bye, Dustin? High five. Fine, be that way. High five. Yes, Lynn. High five. I'm going to be the last. High five. That's because I don't like black people. The PopSyndicate.com Fatty Fatty Fat Loss Challenge. This is week four of the battle between Breakroom at Breakroom.org, Paperbag Radio at Paperbagradio.com, Cinema Diabolica at CinemaDiabolica.com, and Stefan of PopSyndicate.com. Now for the rankings. At 10, the wife from Paperbag with no way in, 1.17% lost. At 9, the Lepe from Diabolica with 1.36% lost. At 8, Marlowe with 2 weeks of no way in at 1.54% lost. At 7, Dave from Break Room with 1.91% lost. In 6th place, DZ has lost 2.41%. At 5, Aaron from Paperbag has lost 2.78% with no way in this week. Stefan moves to slot 4 with 3.03% lost. Thomas drops to number 3 with 4.37% lost, while Dustin from Break Room takes the deuce at 5.39% lost. Finally, Mark from Break Room claims number 1 with 6.05% lost. That's it. Check back next week for the week's results. You bunch of fatty fatsters.